Hello and welcome back to the Anime Intellectuals podcast. If this is your first one, that's probably for the best because uh, first one wasn't that great. Second one was a little better. Hopefully this one will be a little better, little, a little better. Um, but we're working on it and we've got, oh, we did miss a week last week if anybody cared. <clears throat> But we got a lot of news to make up for it this week that's just been piling up. So that's what I'm going to get through first. And then after that, I'll be reviewing Gantz today. And later you'll hear a recording of Mark and I, Mark reviewing Afro Samurai and then I review. <clears throat> and then we both review Konosuba. So... You can skip around if you only want to listen to parts, but we're going to get right into the news. One Piece is getting a live action show. So, um, oh boy. Um, Netflix unveiled on Friday a photo of the first episode script for the Hollywood live action series adaptation of Atro Oda's One Piece manga, and it reveals the series logo and tentative first episode title, Romance Dawn, which is the first title of One Piece manga... Yeah, so basically there's no visuals or anything like concrete yet, but it has been confirmed that <clears throat> Netflix is working on a One Piece live action. For what reason? I don't know. I There's nothing they're going to be able to add to it. All they're going to be able to do is do a very poor job and take away from it. So I don't know why this is going to exist, except that they think it's One Piece, so it'll get a lot of money just because it's One Piece. But already looking at the logo, like just look up like live action One Piece logo, that skull on there, it's just, just the way, it, <laughs> it's just not right. Like, it's just unsettling to me. <clears throat> but that's just my opinion. I don't think any of the, live action like animated live action things that netflix has done or really anyone has done have been good usually they do i think there are some that are all right when they just go off of like a light novel or something but i don't really look into those too much anyway so i don't really i'm not really qualified to talk about that i guess but yeah that's happening <clears throat> Okay, next one. Demon Slayer Season 2 release date plot details are confirmed. So, could have sworn we talked about this earlier. I think we talked about this before, but they hadn't announced an actual release, like a concrete release date for it yet. Um, but now apparently they have. Let me look down here. They say it is going to be next next season? Let me check. Yeah. Yeah. 
it's going to be in this next season of anime and it's going to be um 24 or 26 episodes i don't know but it's going to be longer and i think it'll be split into two cores so they might not sure how that's gonna how they're gonna do that but yeah that's exciting obviously very very big show um and i'm interested to see where they go after the events of the movie if you know you've seen that i don't want to spoil anything but uh yeah i yeah i won't i won't talk about it unless i accidentally spoil something our next piece of news chainsaw man is getting a novel this may not matter to us over here in the west at all because they may never translate it this just may be like a just something that they're doing because it's popular so they just do that sometimes um but here in the news it says the official twitter account for shuesha's jump j books novel imprint revealed on monday that tatsuki fujimoto's chainsaw man manga is getting a novel adaptation titled chainsaw man buddy stories that will ship in japan on november 4th so it says the novel will tell three stories not told in the manga with a theme of buddies featuring Power and Denji, Kishibe and Quan Chi, and Himeno and Aki. I think that's Quan Chi, right? I don't whatever. But anyway, so I guess it's going to be like the partners of the... Oh, wait a minute. Okay, so it's going to be like the... It's going to be a few, like three stories separately about the partners, like some of the partner like duos in Chainsaw Man which I think is cool. And also, if you've read Chainsaw Man, I, I am kind of interested in the Himeno and Aki thing because that I, I would like to know what that backstory is and and be sad again. Um, I do. I, I would have rather than just done a prequel manga thing, but I guess they're just not doing that. But anyway, yeah, if you are a fan of the Chainsaw Man manga, you might want to check that out if they ever release it over here and translate it, which I'm not sure. I, it might depend on how well the sales of the manga and the viewership of the anime goes. But then our next piece of news, um, Tacked Op Anime Reveals Promo Video Cast Staff in October 5th Premiere. So this is something that's coming out very soon, in like a few weeks, I guess. Um, the significant thing about this one that I saw is that it's a co, it's being co-produced by um, animation studios Mappa and Madhouse, which Mappa has been on the, just been releasing high, like the highest quality stuff for a while now recently. And Madhouse was, it has it hasn't been as good as it, used to be but they still have some of the people there they can still get some of the animators there so it's just interesting that they're both doing this together and we'll see but the the show itself um it's called tact op and i'm pretty sure it's an anime original it it calls itself a music themed battle anime so i don't know what that means it's probably not anything that I would ever watch. I might check out like the first episode or two just to see like how crazy they make the animation or something. But that's 
I guess something to get excited for if you like music type stuff or if you like either of those studios and want just want to see some like high high quality animation um next up kaiju number eight is has become the fastest shonen jump plus manga to reach a million copies in print so this is pretty big um shonen jump plus if you don't know it's a sub thing of shonen jump it's not so you have like the main shonen jump and those are some of the, like the most pop more popular shows and manga that people will know about like hunter hunter and black clover and uh um it shouldn't be this hard to think of them there there's so many uh pretty much any popular shonen will be from shonen jump so like one piece is there and bleach was in it and will be in it again i guess but anyway Shonen Jump Plus is where the manga, sometimes they'll start in Shonen Jump and then they'll realize, oh, this is more of like a, more of an older audience, I guess, or just not really quite the audience that Shonen Jump gets. And so they put it, when that's the case, they put it in Shonen Jump Plus and it allows the writers to actually not have to put it out every week usually the ones in shonen jump plus are every two weeks so it gives them a little more time this is one of the ones that is every two weeks i think sometimes he takes a lot of pretty big breaks too i'm not completely caught up to it but it is pretty good so far what i read and the the art specifically i think is a high point um the story itself isn't anything completely new but it's kind of subversive um it's about uh a guy who's who like they're in the in the world that it's set in there's these giant monsters that come and attack japan like you know like every monster movie or whatever but this guy is actually he's not a person who fights the monsters like you think the main character would be he just cleans up the messes after the battles. Um, but that's obviously, that's not what it stays as because this is a Shonen Jump property. So clearly he has to get an epic power somehow, which I won't spoil or anything. And then he has to fight them. So yeah. But yeah, that's pretty much the basic thing. But like in the art in it, the guns specifically, like all the weapons and stuff looks really cool clean like i don't even really know that much about guns but i can tell like just looking at them that the author definitely is a big gun fan and he he's definitely uh does his research on that part for sure and it's pretty cool our next piece of news mappa animates dance dance dancer tv anime i don't know why i put this on here other than it says mappa um so it'll probably be all right. They'll probably have good animation. Um, I won't see it. I will not watch it. But if you like um, sappy dramas, I guess, about like dance and or like fine arts, then I guess look out for that one. 
um way of the house husband anime part two's trailer reveals october 7th netflix debut so this is the one um that came out i think was it it may have been earlier this year but uh they announced part two is going to come out later in october 7th so that's also soon like a few weeks um people were not like really mad that they made it not incredibly animated for the first part or for this one because this is a popular comedy manga but um when netflix animated it they did kind of the although i don't think as bad but the we were talking about the other week record of ragnarok where it was a lot of stills and not really any not much animation it just kind of colored panels bet that like barely mood but it was it's something like that but the apparently with this one the material itself just kind of overshadows that anyway because it's just fun it's still really funny so if you liked that or if you if you liked the first part or if you uh like the manga or whatever then yeah keep an eye out for that october 7th next we have some bungo stray dogs news the Bungo Stray Dogs Beast movie has been officially announced. Um, Bungo Stray Dogs, if you don't know, is a manga written by Kafka Asagiri and illustrated by Sango Harukawa. It was launched by Kadokawa in 2012 and serialized in the Young Ace magazine. By 2016, it was ad- adapted into an anime adaptation. And this next thing that's going to happen is going to be a live action movie. So I will never see it. I actually am not an even caught up to bungo stray dogs i've read a couple volumes of the manga uh, but mark knows more about bungo stray dogs than i do he'd be better to talk about it if he was here which unfortunately we could not uh, make that work next up oh this one um so funimation dmca notices shutdown pirate anime apps force others to consider futures so funimation has been focusing on apps, anime piracy apps specifically, and sending them DMCA notices and telling them to shut down their sites or they're going to have to face legal consequences. So, yeah, there's some pictures here of people screenshotting emails they were sent. Um, So if you get your anime from a pirating app i guess then some of them might be gone this is probably a result of funimation's uh or sony's acquisition of crunchyroll they're trying to get rid of all this stuff so they're doing like a purge they do this every now and then so the next up will probably they'll probably try and get the next big like anime piracy website but who knows? Yeah. Um, next up, Fairy Tale Hundred Years Quest sequel gets TV anime. Uh, Fairy Tale is a long-running shonen manga, which I thought ended, but apparently it's not over. Um, this might be a side story, maybe not. I don't know. But Hundred Years Quest is an- another manga. It might be a spinoff or something. Um. But it's with the same characters in Fairy Tale, and it's the anime for it is going to be coming out. 
it does not say yet, but it will be coming out for fans of Fairy Tale who want more of that. Next up, Shadow's House anime gets second season. Now, I have not seen this one yet, but from reliable sources, I've heard that it was a gem of, I think, the season before this one that I just missed for some reason because I'm busy and I, I just didn't get a chance to watch all the good ones. Um, but yeah, this one's supposed to be pretty good. So if you, I think it's a horror, mostly not like crazy horror, but I think it's supposed to be kind of a horror mystery type show. I have no idea, but check that out before the end of the year. See if you like that might be one of the tops of the year. I I gotta watch that. Um, Next up, welcome to Demon School. Irumakun TV anime gets third season. This one is one that's been going on for a while. Um, I guess it's been, it started from in 2019. It's just been kind of slow. It's pretty much been coming out every year, I think, since then with a new season or whatever. I haven't seen any of it. Um, the art style looks unique. I, I like the art style. I might watch it at some point because I that art style doesn't does look unique to me and I, I kind of like it but I don't have anything else to say on it because I haven't actually seen it but if you're a fan of that then it is getting a third season next up My Hero Academia manga takes a one issue break due to author's health um, first time I read this I thought I didn't read the one issue thing a one, a one issue break is like nothing like that should be normal every once in a while this should not be news but that's just how it is in when you're a shonen jump mangaka for one of the biggest series ever so it's kind of sad but yeah a lot lot of times this happens with the the big mangaka of shonen jump getting having health issues from how much they're working themselves to death so that's taking a break and good because you don't want them to get sick and then you never see it again. So nobody, I'm sure people will complain online because people always do because they're awful, but that's that. And then next up, Netflix establishes an anime creator's base at Tokyo office. Um, so Netflix has always had like a section where they have their Netflix original anime genre type stuff. They don't always actually make them. Actually, most of the time they don't. They just acquire the license to it and then slap the like Netflix original logo on it for some reason. Um, but this one, I think, will be towards the towards the area of actually creating their own with by partnering with studios and stuff so that we'll see how that goes it says down here netflix is slated to release nearly 40 anime titles this year under their netflix original which is roughly double the output in 2020 so we'll see we'll have we'll see what happens there um that looks like it's the last of the news so Now it's time to get into 
my individual, which is Gantz. is a manga series by Hiroya Oku. Let me not have them right here. Yeah, Hiroya Oku. Um he had a few before he had um he had a couple manga that he did before this. They weren't long running though or anything. So this is his big first breakout one and this is the one everybody really knows him for. Um this is a seinen manga for sure. Um, I'll be sort of reviewing the manga. I'll probably be reviewing the manga more than the anime because I did watch the anime. I'll, I'll get to that later anyway. But um, Gantz is by Hiroya Oku. It's a manga. It's, it is completed now. It, just, it finished, I think, a year or so ago, maybe two years ago. I don't know, time, whatever. Um, but it's a seinen manga about it's a science fiction seinen manga i guess i also with a little bit of existential horror mixed in there i think and um it's very graphic and gory sometimes it's a little like overabundant it's one of those like if you know that's pretty much what seinen implies to me but if you didn't know then that's that's kind of the vibe it it is that's like what it goes for but um obviously i wouldn't be reviewing it for my individual if i didn't think it was really good and um i think it's one of the best manga i've ever read honestly and i can't tell you exactly why that is because i can't compare it to like berserk and say well clearly the it's the story or it's the characters that are as good or something but yeah there it's just too different but there's something about gantz that just i really like gantz so let me explain the basic like premise so starting at the beginning of gantz this is not really a spoiler because this happens in like the first five minutes of the anime episode and probably like the first it's the first chapter of the manga or something so basically there's this high school kid um, whose name is Kay Corono, and he is, it shows him standing at a train station, and he's waiting for his train, and he's doing the, like, stereotypical, basic, like, high school immature student things, and he's he's young, and he's immature, or whatever, and so... He's just standing there and he's reading a manga or something. And then an old woman walks up to him and asks him where her train station is. And he knows 
where it is, but he doesn't tell her because he doesn't feel like it because he's an angsty teenager and that's how it's got to be, I guess. And so he just says, oh, yeah, no, this is the right one, even though it's not. And then uh, so she walks away and then eventually she comes back and she tells him, I, I think this is actually I don't think this is the right one, actually, like you said. And then he just snaps at her because it has to be he has to be edgy. Um, and he he just says, well, you can go get directions from somebody else then or whatever. So anyway, uh, and then so he's he's still standing there waiting for his train. And then this drunk guy, this drunk homeless person stumbles onto the tracks. And this is a, a subway train, I think, so, sort of, because it has a platform. They're on a platform and it goes down and there's a there's a drop to where the tracks are like the actual tracks are where the where the uh the carriage actually meets the rails but anyway um this homeless drunk guy falls into the tracks and he's like he doesn't even realize what's about to happen to him because he's just that wasted i guess and so he's just laying there on the tracks about to get run over and so everybody just stands there and watches him and in the in the manga and i I think in the anime they do this too uh they show the thoughts of like the people who are standing there because there's a bunch of people standing there waiting for their train and so it shows the thoughts of the people standing there and they're all of other heads it's all like wow i i wondered should somebody go in there and get him? Should we get like a, the, the train guy? Wow. And then one of one person is like, man, I've, I've never seen a person die in real life before. Just crazy, just messed up stuff like that. And even, and uh, the main character is even like that also. He's not like the a generic shonen protagonist who would immediately jump in there and help him. And so they're all standing there. And they're like, uh, I guess we're about to watch this guy die because nobody wants to go in there and get him. It's definitely not going to be me. And pretty much everybody's just saying that to themselves. And then um, Kay, actually, the main character, Corono, that's what they call him most of the time, so I'll just call him Corono. He notices next to him, there's a kid he used to play with all the time when he was a, when he was a kid in like elementary school. And his name is Kato, and he's very tall. And at some point they ended up going to different schools, but he know he recognizes him and he, he looks at him and he looks like he's, and he's shaking. And so he's like, in his head, he's like, yeah, I'm, I guess even this big guy gets scared because he's pretty tall. But then it turns out uh, Kato uh, just jumps in to help the homeless guy and they can hear the train coming at this point, or they can, they know it's about to come soon or something. But he go he jumps in there anyway, and he starts to pick him up, and he realizes he can't do it by himself because he's just too heavy. You can't get him over the platform and onto the back onto the ledge, and so he he's looking around for somebody to help. He's like, "Some can somebody anybody literally anybody please help me get this guy out?" And so he he finally actually notices Corono from because he he remembered playing with him when he was a kid. And he's like, what, Corona, is that you? And then Corona's like, God, no, come on. 
no way he that I have the worst, literally the worst luck ever. But um, so he's like, no, I'm not gonna. I just ignore him. I'm not going to go down there. I'm not trying to be a hero. I don't want to die. He just let him be an idiot. But then um, I guess just instinctively, his body just he starts he go he goes in to try and help, and he's like, man, I come on, why am I doing this? Um, and so him and Kato try and get this homeless drunk guy out of the tracks and they're trying to push him up over the ledge and they end up getting him up there, but then they hear the train coming. So they're like, uh, and they can't get up and they, they keep slipping off the edge and nobody's helping them. They're all just standing there watching them. And then Kato tells Chrono, Hey, if I think this is, uh, this train should stop right here. So if we run really fast, if we just run starting right now, then we might be able to just get ahead of it. And then if it stops, it'll have to slow down. And Corona was like, well, okay, I guess that's a better chance of us not dying. And so they start running down the track. Um, and they get pretty far. And then they realize oh, wait, this is the express train. It doesn't stop here. And so they get hit. They immediately die. It, you see like a few panels of their heads flying off onto the platform. And people are still, they're, they're all, all the people that were standing there are just still standing there, like watching them. And they watch them die. Just watch their heads roll on the platform. And then it, um, as soon as they do that, though, as soon as they get hit by the train, all of a sudden, they both step out into a like a, a really clean apartment complex, or like a really clean apartment. And so they just they stand there for a bit, like still thinking that they're getting chased by a train because they didn't know they died. So they're looking around, and there's some other people in the room. And there's this giant black sphere in the middle of the room at the back. Um, and so they're looking around there and then they, they're so confused and they eventually they just sit down and they just have nothing to say. And then um, somebody in there tells them um, that they're there because they've died and now they are in the in-between between heaven and hell and they're going to be judged soon. And so they're like, whoa, oh, like, well, I guess we died. And then uh, Corona's like, well, thanks, Kato, for forcing me to come in there with you. Um, and then um, after that, the, the giant black sphere in the middle of the room starts playing a song and then it opens and there's a bunch of compartments on the side with a bunch of cases and guns and these cases have these suits in them um i don't, I don't think they have a specific name but they're they're like they have they're like these latex suits and they have a bunch of 
they look pretty cool. It's gonna, it's hard for me to explain them. They're, they're kind of simple, but they look really cool. Um, they're black latex suits that you put on and they like button up, they button in places and then they have like metal circles on them everywhere. It's, you just have to look it up. Uh, but, um, everybody sees them and, and pretty much nobody puts them on except this one kid who's in the back and he's like a middle school he looks like he's around a middle school age and he has his suit on but he doesn't say anything and he, he also grabs a gun and whatever and then the gantz sphere or oh yeah um the sphere in the middle of the room is is called gantz that's why the series is called gantz they don't reveal that till a little later but it's not like a big spoiler or anything so um but yeah uh it starts talking and it tells the room of people that they're they have a mission to that they're going to be sent to somewhere on a mission and when they get there they need to kill this alien or whatever and they show a picture of this alien and it looks like a like an onion and the the sphere calls it the onion alien and so it says it like lists um, a bunch of details about it and tells them where to find it. And so it says, when you get there, go find this onion, little onion alien and kill it. And so a lot of the people start thinking, oh, I guess this is like a, like a reality TV game show thing, huh? That's interesting. I've never been on one of these before. This is pretty realistic. And the only one who's taking it pretty seriously, but not really saying anything is the middle school kid in the back corner who has all his stuff on, but pretty much, uh, actually, yeah, no, no. In this one that nobody else really puts on the suit and except when they start going at the last second, um, he, the main character decides to put on the suit at the last second oh um and before that i skipped an important character uh a character appears after the after Kurono and kato die and they get there after getting run over by a train um there's this a girl starts to like teleport slowly like get scanned into the room from like the head to her toes or whatever and it they find out that she had slit her wrists in the bath and killed herself and then appeared there so that's how she got there and so um what i think what if i remember correctly what happened is chrono ends up giving her his clothes because she was just she didn't have any clothes on in the bath and she killed herself and so he gives her his clothes and then he puts on the gantz suit and just because, not because he believes in any of it, but just because he has to. And so once they're all there, once all the people get um, like teleported to the other, to the place where they're supposed to kill the onion alien or whatever the sphere tells them to, told them to do. Um, some of the people try and just leave. And so um, they go down and they're like, okay, well, I, I'm going back home because this is, 
oh, I, I didn't mention this is also also kind of important. I'm skipping over stuff. Uh, but the apartment, if when when they looked out the window, they could see that they were actually just in Tokyo. Um, but they couldn't leave because they couldn't touch the door for some reason. Somehow they just couldn't touch the door for some unexplainable reason. And they couldn't break any glass or anything either because they just couldn't touch the walls or the glass. So they're stuck in there. There's, there's no way for them to get out of that apartment until they get teleported. But once they do get teleported, they can move around. It seems like they can move around just anywhere they want. And they're just in the middle of Tokyo. So what some of the people do are like, well, I, I'm just going to go back home, I guess. Because this is I'm, this is not doing this for a TV show thing. What is this like? What's going on? And so they start going home. Um, and a couple of them uh, start walking home in like a group. And then one guy's head just explodes. And then the guy behind him's head like just explodes. And, they, and they're starting to hear these like loud ringing noises in their heads. And they're like, what, I, what is that? What's going on? So apparently there is a boundary around the area where their mission is. And if they go outside of it, then their heads just explode because they have a bomb implanted in their brain, which nobody told them about. So now nobody, now people know that they can't leave. So they're kind of freaking out. And some of them are still thinking, oh, like this is, wow, this is a really realistic game show. Those must have been like CGI or something because they're just stupid. And then, so they decide to play along thinking that it's a reality TV game show or something. And they go to try and find this onion alien. And so they look it up on the, on these devices that they got from the sphere. And it turns out he's in an apartment, just a random apartment somewhere in the middle of where their mission area is. And so they go to it and they like a group of them, they go to it and they, get him out of his apartment and then they they're just looking at him and he all he will only say one thing is i on he says like onions are enough and he he tries to offer them onions or something and there's like a a mafia guy there and he like accidentally gets snot on him or something and so he's so the mafia guy just shoots him with one of the guns and nothing happens for a second and then like and and then they're they're like well, well i guess these are actually are just toy guns and then and then he just explodes and his arms fly off and so the guns actually have like a delay on them so where you shoot them and then the thing doesn't explode until a little bit after you shoot and so but it it does huge it has a huge area of damage for what the how small this gun is um and so some people are freaking out in the group some people are morbidly like enjoying it for some reason some people still think it's a game show and then the main character and kato and the girl who committed suicide are kind of in a group and they decide they they were going to try and go home and then they realized oh we i guess we can't do that and so they're just kind of standing around or 
And so they're kind of standing around and they see this happen. And Kato starts trying to, like, he says, we need to call an ambulance. And some people try and tell him, yeah, it's just like a game show, dude. It's, it's fine. And uh, the other, other people are like, you want to get shot too? And then um, eventually they shove him out of the way and they just, they all, all the like crazy people shoot their guns at him at the little alien and he just explodes and dies obviously like in a million pieces he just explodes and they're taking like a morbid delight in all this and so they're like well we we did it where where's the prize for our game show we the ha 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 there's a good one and then nothing happens and then this giant alien that looks kind of similar to the one they just killed he's like seven or eight feet tall and he's huge and muscular unlike the wimpy little small green one that they just killed and he sees he's he's coming down the road and he starts he sees what happened and i guess he's somehow he was somehow related to that alien Somehow, I don't know if it was like his, his son or something, but something like that. It was supposed to, supposed to be some kind of relation. And so he starts, this giant onion alien walks up to them and these people are still like, wow, this is a really realistic game show. Look at this guy. And then one of them, and then the the mafia guy who was there, like the, the Yakuza member who died, he's there and he's... He looks at him and he's like, what What are you looking at, huh? And then he he tries to fight him, but the giant alien just kind of grabs him with his hands and his hands are like giant scissor blades. And then he just squeezes his head and explodes him. And so everybody's kind of standing around in shock. And then they start like freaking out, shooting out or whatever. And this this giant alien is just killing everyone. And um, our main character, Corono, uh, uh, he he runs with. Kato tells him to run with the the girl and run away. And so Kato like has his gun, and he he could shoot him from where he's at because he has him cornered, the big alien. But then he just drops his gun because he's too much of a good person and he could never do it even though it's a giant ugly alien and so um the alien knocks him off like the knocks him down a hill and thinks he's killed him but he, he actually didn't and so he knocks him down the hill and like breaks his arms or something really bad so he's just bleeding out down at the bottom of the hill and then it starts to come after Corono uh, and the the girl who committed suicide. What's her name? Um, I don't remember her name, but she, she her, and Corono uh, are running away. And at some point, Corono is finally like, "Okay, fine, I'll try and fight it," because I used to be 
cool. I used to want to be a hero, but now that then I saw the real world and I was like, well, I guess that's not really something that I can do because real life isn't like comic books, but he's, he goes, well, for this one time, I guess before I die, I'll try and be a hero. And so he like slides under the giant alien's legs and he tries to shoot it or no, he doesn't, he doesn't try and shoot it yet. He's still just running away as a diversion for uh, the girl to get away. And so he's running and he comes up on this flight of stairs and he's like, all right, I'll just jump. And so he does. And when he jumps, he realizes that the stairs are a lot lot taller and steeper than he thought they were. But the next moment he realizes he's jumped like 30 feet in the air. And it turns out that the suit that he's wearing actually gives him special powers and it actually protects him from his fall on the way down too. He doesn't break any bones or anything because the suit takes all the damage. And so with this, when he realizes this, he, the, the onion alien like rolls down the stairs after him and then he fights him trying to like punch him with the Gantt suit and he's beaten up on him pretty good. And then they're having just kind of like a fist fight, but like, uh, Chrono is very inexperienced, like he doesn't ever fight ever, so it's very accurate to that. Um, so he he's just trying to fight him, and he's kind of getting into the hero mode self. And then eventually he has him cornered, but the only way he can kill him is by shooting him with a gun. And he does the same thing that Kato does, surprisingly, and just isn't able to shoot him for some reason because he doesn't he just can't bring himself to do it and then the middle school kid who is sitting in the who is like in the back corner who put on the suit and got his gun and everything materializes out of thin air because he was somehow has an invisibility power so he materializes out of thin air and then he just shoots the alien a few times and then with like a weird, a different type of gun than everybody else had. And it transports, it like grapples a bunch of lines into the ground around the alien. And then it, he starts transporting away to somewhere. They don't know, but he, he just starts transporting somewhere to space apparently. And then after that happens, Kurono finds uh, Kato at the bottom of the hill and he's bleeding out from his, from like getting thrown down the hill. But he's not quite dead yet, but he's very close. And the middle school kid tells him that uh, if people, that if you are not completely dead before you finish the mission, then there's a chance that you can get transported fully healed back to the room and come and still be alive but you can't die because then you won't come back at all in real life ever again even though you're already dead but um so i I won't spoil what happens there but that's the general premise of gantz and uh, some another like some of the rules of gantz are if you get 
a hundred points, you have options. Like each of the, after you do a mission, they get points for the aliens that they killed. And so like the small or the big, I think the big onion alien was like eight points or something. And if you get up to a hundred points just through doing the missions that they send that Gantz sends you on, um, you have choices. You can either get a get a really powerful weapon or and still have to play Gantz. You can release yourself from the game from Gantz and never have to do a mission again and just go back to your regular life. And pretty much just be revived in real life like you never even died or you can bring a teammate back to life so that's interesting it bring it it leads to a lot of interesting situations for sure and the it's very very bloody very gory um, it's very over the top in that aspect, but it's very unsettling. The designs for the character, for the monsters that they have to fight and the aliens and stuff are very unsettling. And I, I would describe some of them, but I don't want to spoil that. I think you should just, if you, if it's even slightly interesting, everything I just described, then definitely go try and read it. Oh yeah. Um, I say definitely go try and read it. There is an anime, um, which I I watched like five or six episodes of it just to see what it was because I had read the manga a while ago, but I had never I didn't know there was an anime. But I went back the like last week and looked at it just to see what it was, what it was like, and it was not horrible. It was done by Studio Gonzo, which they don't have. It was back in their kind of better period, but it was still pretty old. And the anime, there's not much animation. It's pretty limited. The character designs are all right. They don't really censor anything, which is, I guess, is cool. So if you absolutely just cannot stand reading like comics at all, then I guess you can watch the anime if you want to, but I wouldn't recommend it over the manga. The art is just too good for that. Um, they do have, they just started, They are, I don't think they just did, maybe like a year or something ago after it finished completely. They started selling the, the volumes like in three volume sets for a pretty good price. And so I've, I've got three of those so far, which is nine volumes. So that's a good value if you want to go that way, if you're thinking about buying it. Um, but yeah, that's that's Gantz, and it's it's one of my favorite manga for a reason, and it's very unique. There's not really anything quite like Gantz, I don't think. I've never come across anything that's been quite like Gantz from all the manga I've read, and I've read quite a few. But it is definitely not for everyone. And if you're sensitive to extreme violence or and stuff like that, just edgy stuff, then it's probably not for you. But if you don't mind, then there's, I 
Gantz has has it all. It's got like existential horror. It's got some comedy. It's got it's kind of psychological. It's a lot of everything, um, and I think it's it has a lot of interesting ideas as it goes along, and it presents a lot of things, and it has a the big mystery of like why are they why are these people just getting pulled from after dying into this room like why are we what's the point of going on these missions and a lot of that stuff gets revealed towards the end or and people and stuff is figured out along the way so it keeps giving you something to go off of and the characters are really good and you never know when somebody is going to die like there's no plot armor for anybody like literally anybody can die in this series so it's not predictable at all. Very, very unpredictable. But overall, just a good science fiction manga. One of the best. Um, so that's, I recommend that. So definitely will get that if that, if any of that sounded interesting to you. What are you doing today, Mark? Afro Samurai. Oh, that's right. Um, just start whenever you're ready. Oh, like, start reviewing it? Yes. You already do all the news? Well, I'll do that later, like last uh, time. Okay. I hate Netflix. Yeah. I think they make some good stuff sometimes. Sometimes. Like, what's a Netflix? I guess technically Beastars was only on Netflix for some reason. Yeah, I don't know why. And Evangelion for some reason. Yeah, well, Evangelion, they just were the only people who had the ability to buy it because it was so expensive. So that makes sense, I guess. But yeah. All right. So I'll just start reviewing Afro Samurai. All right. All right. You know, just start whenever. I can edit stuff out. All right, fine. Just whenever. Just, just on your mark, Mark. Hmm. Go ahead. All right. All right. Just whenever, Mark. <laughs> a man with no friends, only live for revenge. Live his life off the hills, cut to a thousand bits. Play sweet with the force of a cyclone. Cut pistol and bone, pistol and chrome. Stand in my path, you a dead man. I cut the whole world in half on the number one headman. Rest of a lonely soul on a lonely boat. All right, so Afro Samurai was originally a Sinan Dojinshi manga by Taka- Takashi Okazaki. It was a Dojinshi? It was. But then they adapted it into an anime. Uh, Studio Gonzo adapted it. Interesting. So it was inspired by his love of hip-hop music and American media. So like throughout the anime, there's references to uh, hip-hop and there's like a hip-hop soundtrack. So anyways... Uh, Afro Samurai is about um, 
the life of Afro. His name is Afro. And he witnessed his father get killed by the number one samurai, which is like this gunslinger guy. And so how it works is um, the number one samurai in the world wears the number one headband. And the number two samurai wears the number two headband. So the person who wears the number two headband has to challenge the number one. And basically that's how Afro's father dies. And so after he dies, he takes up the number two head headband and basically swears revenge for his father on the number one. So because only the number two samurai can challenge the number one, Basically, everybody's trying to kill the number two. So, but Afro is always getting attacked by people. And so, th throughout the story, you see the number one, he has this organization called the Empty Seven Clan. And they have like advanced technology with cyborg samurais and stuff. Anyways, it's crazy. Um, so the fight scenes in Afro Samurai are fantastic. And I think the reason why they could do that is because it's only a five episode anime. And oh, it is? Just, oh, so yeah. it's like OVAs kind of? Well, no, they're like 26 episodes each. But because it was so short, I think they could really hone in on the fight scenes. on the. You mean like and... 26 minutes each? Yeah, they're 26 minutes each. So they're... Five 26-minute episodes. Yeah. Okay, yeah, that's pretty short. Yeah, so the animation is fantastic, obviously. Do you know which what studio did it? Yeah, Studio Gonzo. Oh, Gonzo, that's right. Yeah, they're, they have a mixed... I think they're the studio that has like some really good stuff and some really awful stuff, if I remember right. Yeah, well, this is definitely one of the good ones. So, yeah, um, some of the best samurai duels I've seen in anime, for sure. And you got voice acting in the dub by Samuel L. Jackson, who plays both Afro Samurai and his imaginary alter ego friend, Ninja Ninja. Mm, yeah, that's the one thing I know about it. Yeah, and that he does a great job with that. Oh my gosh, it's so funny. <laughs> yeah, it's one of the best dubs, I think, just because Samuel L. Jackson is in it. Yeah, when I watch it, I think I'll probably watch the dub. Oh, you have to. It's great. Yeah, I wouldn't watch it any other way. And so it's your classic revenge story. Um the its story itself is actually pretty simplistic, but the where it really shines are like the fight scenes and all the twists that come at the end. So, um, actually, you know, they were able to fit a lot of uh, Afro's backstory into the anime, even though it was only five episodes. And that's so that something that good. like long series failed to do very often yeah. in like the first 
seven episodes. Like in just five episodes, they were able to do his backstory and the, the other characters' backstories and be able to have an awesome fight every single time. So there's no filler whatsoever. That's cool. Yeah, I like when they do that and they don't just screw around for a while before getting to the important stuff. Yeah. So recommended for those who love samurai action. And also there is a movie called Afro Samurai Resurrections. Oh, yeah. It's kind of like a sequel. Is it canon? Yeah, it's canon. It's a sequel. Is the story completely finished? Yeah, I think so. Oh, okay. Yeah, there's also, um, I think, two video games that Gonzo had. um, I think it's Bandai Namco that made them. Wait, they what? There's two Afro Samurai video games. Interesting. I've never heard of this. Never have I either. Yep. And, oh, here's some fun trivia on... June of 2015, the Chinese Ministry of Culture banned Afro Samurai from the internet. Why? I mean, they banned like a lot of stuff for seemingly no reason, but why? I guess it was a threat to national security. They just couldn't handle the Afro Samurai. Huh. There's not like any obvious reasons in it that you can think no. of? No. It's- no no obvious reasons whatsoever. Maybe Winnie the Pooh was in like a panel or, or like in the background of a scene or something and they caught it. Yeah, maybe I just missed that part. They have people like sitting who they have an entire group of like 30 people who just sit and watch media to f- and skip through frame by frame to make sure there's no Winnie the Pooh. Yeah, it's like it's like the Ministry of Truth from 1984. <laughs> It's just a bunch of Chinese people. <laughs> yep. Anyways, <laughs> that's Afro Samurai. Is it like, like I know the, since the main character is voiced by Samuel L. Jackson in the dub, is it like, is it just something that he wanted to do because he liked it? Or is it actually like a something that would be popular? Because I'm not, Sure, I'm not aware of like how popular it is generally, like among people who don't really watch a lot of anime. You know, I don't know, but I think you could recommend it to just about anybody, but it is very violent, so some people might shy away from that. I don't know. Like how violent? Like Gantz violent? Oh yeah, I guess you haven't seen Gantz, never mind. I haven't seen Gantz. But yeah, it's pretty accessible for non-anime fans as well. Especially cool. if you watch the dub. Yeah. And it's not like a huge commitment since it's only five episodes also. Yeah, but you kind of have to watch the movie too. They could have just made it like two movies. Yeah, they probably could have. But... Uh, oh well, we get the opening, so that's a plus. Is the opening pretty good? I guess yeah, I'll find out when I edit it because I'll put it in here. That's uh, kind of like a 
in the hip hop style. Oh yeah. So the style of everything is pretty like unique. Yeah. Is it kind of like Samurai Shampoo? Yeah, it is kind of like Samurai Shampoo. Which I haven't seen. (laughs) And where they kind of have like hip hop slash street music playing in the background. Okay, so it's kind of funky. Yeah, it's funky. You know, it's kind of funky. Yeah. Also, there's cyborgs. So. Oh, so it's not like what is the the realism of this world? It's not like we're in Edo period Japan and we're all we are in Edo period Japan. But it's not like realistic at all, is it? Like, yeah, it's everything else is realistic except the bad guys have advanced science technology. But there's no like weird magic or anything. No. Because I think something recently that tried this is a, actually this is a good Netflix. Yeah, I think this is a good Netflix example of something that they tried to do and failed, in my opinion. I think they tried to kind of capture the Afro Samurai thing with Yasuke. Did you hear that coming out? Uh, no, I didn't hear about that. Well, I I tried, I tried to watch it. I just I couldn't finish it. But it was about. Um, also a black samurai in the like back in the day and oh i did hear about that that's based on a true story isn't it yeah but it's based on a true story until like they start doing magic and then there's like these gigantic people and it's it, uh, it's just it's a mess and it's it's not good it it could have been really good but they they i think they screwed it up real bad if they would have kept it more realistic or just made it into a style, like it really wasn't either. So it was just kind of like, eh, and it wasn't really doing anything for me. Yeah. Yeah, I did hear about that one, though. Yeah, I I'm not sure it. what most people think about it. Or maybe people just didn't watch it, and that's why I don't hear anything about it. I don't know. Well, the history is pretty interesting if you read up on it sometime. Yeah, like I think the best episode that I had seen of that, because I did watch like a few episodes of it, there was one where it showed Yasuke's backstory and he was under, um, I, I may be very wrong. I think he was under Nobunaga, Oda Nobunaga, and he was one of his like retainers or whatever. And so it was showing like that and it was all pretty much realistic and that i think that was good but then the rest of it was just not like that at all i see speaking of oda nobunaga mark we gotta talk about black lion someday yes we do that's coming we also i think maybe next week i'm not sure i think most uh fall wait no not fall what was the summer is it summer season that's like just finishing up right now uh yeah whatever season it is we need to do in october we need to do a retrospective on it Uh, okay and then the week after that no 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 i guess we can wait until a few episodes are out of the 
fall season to give our thoughts on like the season of fall as a whole. Yeah. If I recall, we got some big titles coming up this fall. Yeah. Like Kamui-san is coming out in the fall. I think. I'm, I'm pretty certain actually. But yeah, we'll we'll talk about that in a while. Anyways, isn't um, Komi-san and uh, Chainsaw Man coming out this fall? Oh, you didn't even hear me say that? No, I didn't hear you that. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I think so. I'm pretty, well, Chainsaw Man? I don't think Chainsaw Man is coming out in the fall. It's not? Uh-uh. They haven't, have they even announced a date for that yet? No. No, I so I, I doubt it. Trailer, like, several I don't, times. Oh, <laughs> I don't I'm, think I guess just, I imagined a date. Yeah, I don't think so. It might be a while. It might, it, I think it'll happen next year, but I'm not sure when. It might, it might be like summer next year or something. I don't know. Oh, hopefully soon. We'll see. <sighs> so, is that all you had to say on? afro samurai one thing i will add is that um samuel l jackson does a good job switching between characters because he plays two characters he does oh they're like different voices yeah oh i thought it was just the same voice to change his voice for the different characters okay that's pretty cool it's really cool they're really different what about the voice acting for like everybody other than Samuel L. Jackson? Or are there not that many supporting characters? There's really not that many supporting characters, but... What about the main villain guy? Or girl, uh, I don't know. Uh, the main villain in the original series, he does have a good voice actor. I don't remember who it was, but mm. he does do a good job. So besides that, the voice acting is it's normal but samuel l jackson is where it really shines that's just is that like what other like in what other anime has there been like a huge popular actor doing the dub like i'm I'm curious why he would do that i don't i think with the Evangelion dub on like Netflix or something. They got some like popular people. I don't remember though. I guess they do that a lot for Ghibli. They'll get um, like popular actors. Yeah. I think Samuel L. Jackson just does it because he likes anime. Yeah. Didn't you, didn't you hear about that? How he's yeah, I knew that. <laughs> yeah. He may have like are already known what the manga was or whatever, but since you said it was a, a doujin, then I'm not sure. Yeah, it was pretty short, doujinshi. Mm-hmm. So but somehow or another, they managed to snag him. Yeah. So that's cool, I guess. Yeah. So that's all I have to say about Afro Samurai. Good, because now we're going to talk about Konosubarashi Sakai ni Shukufuku Wo. And for all you non-intellectuals out there, that's shortened to Konosuba. 
Which is a comedy anime that first the first season came out in 2016, I think. I'm pretty sure it came out in 2016. And uh, then yeah, it did. There's been a second season and there's been a movie. And then they just announced the third season pretty recently. I think we talked about it. <clears throat> Indeed. So I guess I'll explain the basic premise. I didn't really I'm going to be honest. I didn't go back and watch any Konosuba episodes. Did you, Mark? No, I didn't. But I, I remember it quite vividly. Yeah, I, I do also. We, How many times have you watched the show, Mark? Oh, I don't know. Because I I watched it before you did, I think. Yeah, I think and, you, you introduced it to me. I yeah, think. I watched it like twice. And then I was like, Mark, you got to watch this. And then I watched it with you. And then yeah. I've watched it again since then. So I've watched it quite a few times. It's very easy to rewatch. Oh yeah, for sure. That's definitely that's a sign of a good comedy though. Like I can rewatch stuff from Nietzsche Joe all the time and never get bored of it either. Yeah. Nietzsche Joe is right up there with Konosuba. Yeah, I'd say well, yeah, Konosuba is pretty high up there, the comedies. That like you can watch over and over again. I'm trying to think of what a third one would be, like Nietzsche Joe, Konosuba. Uh, I, I liked um Sakamoto. Uh, Sakamoto. Oh yeah, yeah, that one. That one is pretty good. <laughs> I have not rewatched that one, but I, I think it's worth it if you wanted to. That one was pretty fantastic. But yeah, they're those, those three are all pretty good and pretty much recommend to anybody who likes that type of comedy. Yeah, I thought Chio's School Road was pretty good too. Yeah, I haven't seen that one. Yeah, that's another good comedy that aired a couple years back, I think. Is that the one with the cat in it? Cat? Or something? <laughs> I thought it was... No, I don't think so. Okay. <laughs> I thought I saw like an ad for it in the back of a manga I bought once or something and it was a cat. Like a striped cat with big eyes. I don't think that's it. Anyway. <laughs> um, uh, so back to what Konosuba actually is. If you somehow don't know what it is. Because um, it's pretty popular. Came out back in 2016 to comedy. It's It was one of the first. Like. Look we're subverting. The isekai genre. Type comedies because um the way that most like high school students in these isekai shows get sent to their to other world or whatever to like the fantasy world like they always do is they get hit by a truck right um so like 
in a generic isekai he'll a high school kid will be like walking home and then he'll see a cat or something you know he'll save the cat but then in the process he gets run over by a bus or something and then he goes to another world well this beginning of konosuba has a similar setup where except the main character is the main character kazuma he's holed up in his his room because he's a neat he's just a nerd who sits in his room plays video games all day and he doesn't go outside ever but for this one day he's going to go outside because he needs this game and they're not selling it online and he needs it because it's it's at the store and it's going only going to be there and he that's the only way to get it first and so he's like fine i'm going to make the trek outside for the first time in like a month to go get this game so he goes to the next town over or whatever in the blistering heat or maybe that was just from his perspective because he never goes outside <laughs> and then um he gets the game he's coming back home and he sees a girl and it, and he's like feels something coming up behind him and he, it feels like it's coming really fast and he sees like the yellow lights and so in a like burst of adrenaline he like tackles the girl out of the way he thinks and and shoves her out of the way of imminent danger and then what he what actually happened is there was just a tractor driving up the road and he died of shock not by getting hit by the by a bus he just got died of shock yes. <laughs> and so he goes to get judged and his judger is obviously um an anime girl which as it, as it is and she just laughs at him i think it's is it is aqua the first one that judges him um it's oh yeah aqua yeah it's... and the other goddess well first it's i remember yeah. now because first it's first aqua. it's aqua and then she like laughs at him at the way he died <laughs> and it's very yeah. funny <laughs> and then um she's like sitting there eating potato chips and she tells him to pick like a skill because actually i think she gives him a choice he can be reborn into the world or, or he can go to another world and he's like well i'd rather just go to another world i think right yeah and so she gives him a ch- like a bunch of cards and he gets to choose one skill or something is that right oh he gets to choose like anything that he wants to take with him oh that's right in the uh, that one other anime where the guy decides to bring a smartphone with him into the other world (laughs) oh yeah (laughs) but this time he picks to take aqua with him yes he's he's like nearing the time limit of deciding what he wants to bring and then at the last second he just says well i'm okay i'm then i'll bring you and then she's like okay um all right well we're about to send you to and then she's like wait what but then it's too late and the rules are the rules and so she has to go with him and the other goddess comes and fills in for her spot instead of her because she has to go and she loses all her powers and then she just cries all the time it's good um and then 
so they start out in the other world and that isekai stuff happens except not immediately because instead of in like a generic isekai anime where you'd see where they go to another world and then all of a sudden they're already way overpowered and they can they don't have to train or anything they don't really have to do anything well when Cosmo comes to this world he has nothing and neither does aqua and so they have to do they have to work to get enough money to become adventurers yep and the uh, one thing you gotta love about Cosmo is he acts like how you would expect someone to act when they get someone to another world. Like, he doesn't really care about being the hero and going off and fighting the demon king or whatever. He just wants to make a bunch of money and live a lavish lifestyle. Yes. And he and the, the main point of the series is that he doesn't... He's very much... Um, what's the word? I'm not sure what the word is, but he's definitely for gender equality yes. <laughs> because he treats men and women the same. He is yes, not in, a simp. In the literal sense. Yes, in the very literal sense, <laughs> which leads to a lot of good comedy moments. And so after they get there, they, they got to work to try and become adventurers. And along the story of like the first season, they meet a bunch of characters and they start to form a party with these unlikely characters. And like one of them, the first one they meet, who's the first one they meet? I think the first one is Megumin, right? I think so. Cause yeah, they, they meet Megumin and then darkness comes after. Yeah. I think they eventually get enough money to start doing their adventuring thing. And then, um, they put up flyers for people to like join them and Megumin's the only one who like showed up and so they interview her or whatever and she does her like moves it's very funny oh yeah she's the Chunibyo I think it's yes. what it's called yeah and the the explanation behind her like people is very funny when they make a movie about it about that and it's very good yeah she does stuff like wear an eye patch saying it seals her powers but it doesn't actually do anything <laughs> yes <laughs> and she only uses explosion magic only. because it's the most flashy magic so she puts all of her magic points into that only explosion magic so she can't after she does it does it once she can't move for like an hour or something <laughs> Yep. So she's pretty much useless to them. Aqua's useless because she just is always useless. And then, and then, oh. then there's darkness. Yes. How did they come across her? Was she also just interviewing? I think so. Or did they find her or something? I don't remember. Well, she joins up pretty early on saying she wants to be a knight or something like that. Yeah, and at first they're like, oh, finally, a normal person. 
a normal like swordsman. We can actually do something with a competent person on our team. And then they go out to fight like some frogs or something. And she enjoys getting eaten by the frogs so she doesn't fight back or something. Yeah. And then they're like, oh, I see. It's like an absurd masochist. And like, jumping in front of danger turns her on or something. Yes. And, and it's very funny because sometimes she'll be like, oh, what are you going to do to me to like a, a villain? She's like, what are you going to do to me? Like beat me up or something? Are you going to rip me to shreds and eat my limbs? And then they just look at her and, they, and they're and they start to get kind of like, uh, no. And then it's just awkward. It's very good. But then, basically, the yeah. the group of misfits, adventurers, the comedy is like surrounded by them going on different quests and getting into situations that they don't, they sh- didn't mean to be in. And somehow getting through them every time. Yeah. And they like take on difficult quests to make a bunch of money. And yeah. And then somehow, somehow they complete them, off. even though they should not be able to. Yep. But yeah, that just along through the runtime, it, like through the show, they just keep pulling out these like isekai or like video game like fantasy video game rpg tropes and just using those for the comedy and the character dynamics are very good between all the characters they're very funny the conversations that they have are very like realistic and the timing is very good the characters are the best part in my opinion yeah that's like the highlight of the show i don't think it would work as well if it was just more generic characters in that situation, because you see a lot of shows try to do that kind of like recently and they just can't. Yeah. The reason why it's funny is because they all suck at their jobs. Yes. And, and they they all have horrible, like horrible flaws in some area, but they somehow like just by coincidence and chance and just random stuff happening managed to get out of stuff every time <laughs> yeah they're also very likable despite all that yes they're all very likable even though they're all even though Cosma is the scummiest person alive he's very likable and aqua and- whines all the time and cries <laughs> yeah. and then there's megamine yeah, I think Megumin might be my favorite character from Konosuba. I would say so as well. And the like the movie that comes after, I think yeah, I think it comes after both the seasons can like canonically or sequentially yeah, or whatever. So. Um it goes into her backstory and her stuff and it's very good. Oh yeah. But yeah, if you like comedy if you like if you've come across like an isekai or something and you go well that wasn't very good then watch konosuba if you come across an isekai and you're like oh that was all right then just watch konosuba because it will be better than anything you've seen or ray zero that's pretty good yeah very different tones 
Yes. Very, very different tones. And uh, yeah, I guess, yeah, if you like just comedy, like anime comedy in general, this type of comedy, you would like it. It's very sarcastic comedy, that's, which is really like, that's what the Japanese specialize in, I guess, is being very sarcastic. I would call it more like absurd comedy. Yeah, like a just weird stuff like that. It's hard to explain, but yeah, absurd, like sarcastic stuff. But you'll, you'll probably know if you'd like it by just the first episode, honestly. Because it's a very good first episode. It's a good start to tell you what this show is and what it's going to be. You really can't go wrong. No. I. The one thing I will say is there are a lot of etchy scenes in the show. So if you're maybe not a fan of that, then I wouldn't. I would not maybe recommend watching it because that's a lot of it. <laughs> Sometimes a lot of the time for no reason at all, which does kind of make it funny. But at the same time, it's like, was that really necessary? I don't know. <laughs> like there, I think there's like an entire episode where Kazuma goes to a, or he like hires a succubus or something. I remember that one. Yeah. And the, I, I, I have a good story behind that one. So I was watching Konosuba for the first time when I watched it. And like all the episodes before that, there were like scenes sometimes where it was like, yeah, I probably wouldn't like show this to my parents and be proud of myself. But like, <laughs> but then I was in, I was waiting for a, in the dentist office for a dentist appointment, I was like, yeah, if I see anything, I'll probably just like you know, I'd skip forward a little bit because it's not it doesn't happen for very often. But this entire episode was just it was just that. It was just etchy the entire time. It was hilarious. So I didn't want to like skip the episode. So I just watched it in the dentist office and I got weird stares. But like I said, we've thrown away our shame. Yeah, I wouldn't explain what happens. That that should be left to the viewer. No, comedy is not good if you explain it. And it's not like we can anyway. You just have to experience it. Just go watch go watch the first episode. If you're somehow iffy on it after that for some reason, watch the second two. If you don't like it after that, you don't have to watch the rest. But if you do, it only gets better. In my opinion. Um well, I think the second season was about equal. Sometimes it wasn't as good as the first season, but it's pretty good overall. Would you agree? Yeah, although um, throughout the show, there's a few select episodes that knock you out of the park. Yeah, for sure. Every now and then. And I think there's more of them in the first season. I think the reason there's more of them in the first season is because a, a lot of the things that happen are just shocking and you're, and you're like, Oh, and then they kind of run out of a few ideas, but they make it work. Yeah. But the movie kind of blends it all together. Yes. It's, yeah. it's really good. Yeah. I'm excited for that third season. Whenever right. that's supposed to come out. You remember, or did they even say, 
don't remember. Yeah, well, it's it'll come out sometime eventually, maybe next year. I don't know. Maybe like end of next year around this time. Yeah. Something like that. The art style, did you, I don't know if I talked to you about this, but the art style on like the promo art that they showed for the third season that's coming like, I guess, at the end of next year or something, it looked different than normal. Really? Yeah. If you want to like look it up later, you might be able to tell, but... I'm not sure if I can tell. I think it's pretty easy to tell. Yeah, it's like, hmm. I mean, they probably touched up the animation some. Uh, Maybe. It might be a new studio. I don't know. Maybe. Or they made the art cleaner. I don't know. Something. It just looks slightly different. I don't think it looks bad, though. I just think it looks slightly different for some reason. Or maybe I'm just nuts. I don't know. Oh, maybe you're just nuts. Maybe. It's whatever. It's good. Just go go watch it. Yes, go watch it. Anyway, I think that was the end of this episode, unless you had something more to add. Uh, I think that's the episode. So all right. Well, thank you for listening again for this will be the third time we did skip a week we this this is kind of a weekly we'll try to do that but we just had we were very busy specifically me uh last week and so we just weren't able to do it but we had a lot of news today i'm talking to my past self who's or my future self who's going to be doing the news later but we, we definitely had a lot of news. So that, I think that'll make up for it. Yeah. So. But definitely, if you liked this episode, subscribe and listen to whatever we come out with next. If you liked any of the recommendations that we made, then go ahead and go out and read or watch those. And then if you want to email us at theanimeintellectuals at gmail.com go ahead and do that you can ask us questions uh pretty much anything thoughts thoughts on what we could do to make it better or what sections we could add um we also have an instagram at the anime intellectuals i think that's it i think that's all we have i think so Unless you added something else. No. We could make a website. But why, Mark? I don't know. What what would I put on the website? Uh, The Anime Intellectuals Future Merch. We could do that, but we don't have the the, listener base to warrant that yet. That's true. Once we get there, if we get there, then we'll consider that, I think. Maybe one day. But yeah, well, thank you for listening. Have a good rest of your day or night or morning or whatever, whenever you're listening to this. And we will see you next time on the Anime Actuals. 
say bye, Mark. Bye bye. Mark, you gotta put more feeling into it than that. Sayonara.